No, I wasn't expecting that. No, not from the right I wasn't expecting that at all. So this is uh, Fuller's Past Masters, one of the Past Masters series. This is 1910 Double Stout at 7.4%, and you've dug this out of the back of your cellar. I have. For, for this week. So, um, yeah, what, what are your initial thoughts on that? Like I said, it, I've got the, the aroma, the colour looks fantastic. The aroma, I was getting all those lovely dark flowers. I was getting a bit of chocolate on the aroma. Yeah. And then the t- flavour is just all bitterness at the moment. Oh, bitterness. Well, there's, there's, there's chocolate. There's a, a tiny little bit of maybe leather on on the aroma. Maybe a hint of a hint of smoke. Maybe some yeah. tobacco in the background. Yeah. The initial the initial flavours are chocolate. Maybe a hint of vanilla. But then there's this wave of bitterness just at, at the finish. Amazing amount of bitterness. I was yeah. not expecting that. Quite dry as well. Yeah. So when was this one released? It's because you can't get this one. Yeah. Anymore, I, can you? Well, I mean, it was in the cellar, but I'm fairly certain I bought it this year. I think this is the sixth out of the series. I think they've done five previously um, on this series. Yes. Says so, says so, says so, 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 so six six one. Yeah. So and this is them revisiting, um, like quite a lot of breweries are yeah. now revisiting their old uh, brewing books. Yeah. In fact, I think they were probably one of the first to start. Commercially doing it, yeah. Right? I mean, I guess with Fuller's, they've probably got quite a few to dig back to. As they well. could go on for a while, couldn't yeah. they? Yeah, you know, because of how long they've been around and the history associated to them, there's probably quite a few recipes they could dip into easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the moment, yeah, it's all the bitterness for me. Well, we'll see whether that settles a little yeah. bit. I mean, we've got we've got quite the show to, to get <laughs> through tonight. There's um, there's quite a lot of news. We've got two polls to cover off. Uh, and the rest of our, our our remaining golden pints. So that's true. And we have to sound hungover, apparently. Yes, yeah, apparently the general feedback was that we sounded really good yeah. after drinking for sixteen hours. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, that's that's maybe our plan for the new year is before we record, we go on a massive bender the day before, um, because that's when, <laughs> that's when we sound at our best. Yeah. yeah. Um, so talking of massive benders, what 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 have you been up to this week, mate? Um, well, a couple of things. The um, the work Christmas party occurred on uh, Thursday in uh, central London at the Honourable Artillery Company. Nice setup. It's all free, so, you know, can't complain too much. But I didn't enjoy my flirtation with Bex, Peroni and Carlsberg and ended up on the gin and tonic. And, <laughs> oh then, and then twice got hammered by people who said, oh, a bit surprised to see you with that. <laughs> and then proceeded to have a half hour chat with someone about Belgian beer while I'm drinking a Carlsberg. Okay, so yeah. like, you're killing me. Yeah, yeah. You're killing me. I love Belgian Tough beer. Tough Carlsberg here. Yeah. And um, he was saying, well, you know, I'm not any amateur, you know, if you do sort of something out. I said, I've been running the beer club for five years, but you haven't turned up yet. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's quite tough for, uh, uh, I suppose, people like us that really enjoy good beer. Uh, at this time of the year, it's it's, it's tough for two reasons, and and this is something that I've seen a lot of on on Twitter this weekend. Firstly, you get those what what people are calling the December pub goers, yeah, P- people that for the rest of us just ruin December. Well, the couple of pubs we went to before the party were mobbed, yeah, because you can't get in them, and yeah. you know it's not a bad thing no. because Chris, you know, pubs no. are doing a great trade the pubs because need of money. Christmas, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, and, and then the second one is obviously we find ourselves lumbered with the, the corporate Christmas do, which is invariably in a in, in a standard pub or a hotel or something yeah. that's only ever going to have your macro lagers, yeah, there and or, or Guinness uh, at the best possible 
option of, of a bad bunch. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't good. And actually, out of the three, Peroni's my favourite. And that's yeah. the one they started to run out first of all. It's like, oh, for goodness sake. So, so you drunk them dry a Peroni. Oh, I did get a chance. I think everyone else was doing that. That was GNT. Yeah, that was G- <laughs> GNT. Um, so feeling a bit sorry for myself come Saturday. I had a bit of a Buxton tasting with my girlfriend and dug out the uh, Guatemalan coffee. Ooh, that's nice. That is nice. That is a really, really nice beer. Um, the Rain Shadow. That's mm, another good one. And followed it up with the Yellow Belly. That's uh, a pretty impressive evening. That was a pretty impressive. That's some nice beers before that, but yeah. that, that was the, the Buxton Triple at the uh, Trilogy to keep with the theme. Uh, another, another, another trilogy. trilogy. A trilogy within a trilogy within a trilogy. It's so like a, a recurring trilogy. But yeah, yeah um, all three of those beers were fantastic. I mean, I've had... Yellow Belly once before I've had the Guatemalan coffee once before but I hadn't had the Rain Shadow yeah that is such a wonderful stout I think I think once again um, Buxton just proving that they are able to master any style of beer that, yep. that, that you give them whether it be uh, a pale an IPA a sour or, or a dark beer they're just nailing it time after time yeah so consistent yeah and so good with the consistency Absolutely, and and still able to produce an IPA that actually looks like a beer that you want to drink and not a glass of fruit juice. Oh, I'm presuming you mean in the axe edge there, Steve. Absolutely, <laughs> meaning the axe edge there, which looks as clear and tastes as great as anything as we found in Newcastle last weekend. Oh, back on the milk again. Yes. Get him off it. What were you doing this week, Steve? Um, well, we had uh, it, it's relatively quiet week for me after the the, the Crimbo Crawl. Um, we had the bottle share. Oh yeah, of on, course. Bottle share was on Tuesday. On Tuesday, right? Tuesday uh, which was a which was a good night actually uh, at yeah. the House in Chelmsford. Um, first time under the uh, supervision of uh, Terry, yep. the, the new manager there. Yep. Welcome, uh, Terry. Who was more than welcoming. Yeah. Uh, and actually came over and joined us. For he did join us for a bit. Well. Yeah. So so that that was nice to see, and, and long may that continue. Yeah. Actually, because I think it's uh, it's nice to get the guys involved, considering they're so supportive of yeah. what we do. Um, but just to, to touch on a couple of the beers that we had, because we did kind of bill it as a barley wine special. Yeah, I bought some shit ones. We thought for Christmas it'd be nice to get completely wasted on yeah. 10% plus beers for an evening. Uh, but before that started, we tried, um, very gratefully got sent the uh, current range from Rock Copper Brewing, who are a new brewery in Luton. Uh, oh, they're the ones with the penguin on the... Uh... They're the ones with the penguin. Uh, and they are, Rock Copper is basically the brainchild of... Uh, someone that people may remember from an old beer o'clock show, homebrew special, Daz Oakley, um, now running a, a, a micro brewery in the form of Rock Copper Brewing. So we got to try two versions of Parallel and a Saison, and out of the three of them, I absolutely love the Saison. No. So, right, everyone just take that in yeah. for a moment. Just give everyone just a minute, just yeah. to get up off the floor. Steve uh, enjoyed the Saison rather than the two pails. It was, I, I, I enjoy the classic Saison style. So in it's the, the second, second one about. I did have another one since then as well, which I would class as a, a classic, i.e. just a fresh, first quenching beer, rather than a funky farmhouse yeah. uh, kind of one, which has seemed to have been the, the direction they've gone over that's, the last couple of years. That's been the trend, hasn't it, um, to, to go funky. But that, that says on he produced, which I presume, if I remember correctly from when you had Matt on in the Beer O'Clock show, the whole thing about the Saison, I think the Saison DuPont, didn't it? Yep. It was about it being seasonal beer so that they could be drunk quite easily. 
Yeah, they were beers that were made in the winter and then left to ferment until the summer so that the farmhands could come yeah. in from the, the, the hard day in the sun and have a really refreshing yeah. drink. I can't imagine they'd think the farmhouse funk kind of ones would have been refreshing. I don't think so. While no. I don't mind them so much, I could see how they could put people off ever entering the Saison world yeah. again. And that's probably kind of where I am, yeah. to, to be honest with you. But give me a nice classic one that's thirst-quenching and refreshing and it's it's got all those sort of like crisp flavours in there. I'm, I'm all over it. So um, thanks thanks to Dads for sending us those. It was nice to give those a try. And just two other beers I just want to mention. Uh, one of them was the beer that I brought along, which was Form Steam Ahe- Full Steam Ahead by Box Steam Brewery. That was fantastic. Which was a 10% barley wine uh, that's been oak-aged. Produced this year and actually had some input from Roger Protz as well yeah. in terms of the, the recipe and the brewing. Um, the box steam sent that to me, so I'm really grateful for that. But that just that just tasted incredible. Yeah, it was just it was like dark fruits, and it was just this really beautiful barley wine. And I'm actually quite glad I've got a second bottle of that stashed in the back of oh, the cellar. Oh, well, because I reckon there's, there's more to come. From oh, that I think that's just tasted absolutely better divine, better, yeah. fresh, but there's more to come. Yeah, um, and then the other one, which was kind of slightly outside of the. Uh, uh, the bottle share, but was one that I couldn't wait to get my hands on the minute I saw it in the fridge. Was the Herman Toothrot by Elusive oh, Brew? I had that on Saturday night as well. Yeah, what did you think? Brilliant, just stunning. Yeah, just an absolute stunning. Thing I beer. put on Twitter: if Andy, if only Andy could brew, yeah, it could be dangerous. I, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, a rum and raisin American strong yeah. ale uh, collaboration with Wild Weather, uh, and just incredible. So much so that I went back to the alehouse House the following day and bought another bottle oh, to, to also stick in the back of the cellar because um, I, I got in touch with Andy and I said, "Will this age?" And he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Give it a while," and the hops will start to die off and that rum and raisin will really start to come through. Because so. that rum and raisin was so subtle in the background yeah. but you knew it was there. Yeah. So it was quite a clever idea to not just put in a rum barrel or add some rum but to soak the raisins in the rum in the first place. Mm. So I'm looking forward to, I'm probably going to give that a year or, or so and I'm going to get back into it in a year's time and, and see how the flavours have changed. You're thinking about your 12 beers of Christmas 2017 I, I, already? I actually think I am actually. I think that one's, that, that one's in. That's, that's 12 beers of Christmas next year. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I mean, apart from that, I've had a few at home, but um, probably the, the, the shout standouts for the, the ones I've had at home are, are Vedant Brewing, who, who are oh, producing yeah. some great parallels and IPAs at yeah. the moment. And, and again, beers that actually look like beer as, as well, which is really, really refreshing at the moment. Um, this, is, this is the uh, opinion show rather than the uh, anti-Merc. <laughs> well, it, th- that one's coming. Yeah, uh, believe me, yeah, in, in the new yeah. year, the first opportunity I've got, we're doing, uh, do you want your beer to look like beer or do you want it to look like fruit juice? You have your warning. Uh, yes, that, that one is coming. Um, so let's do some, uh, let's, let's look at some news because there's, been, there's quite a lot of news this week that we need to cover off. Um, and I want to get into it fairly quickly. So Manchester Beer Week uh, is coming back in 2017 uh, and will run from the 23rd of June to the 2nd of July. So lots being planned for, for that week. Not too much uh, been released so far. Um, I've had a brief chat with Connor offline and some of the stuff that he's got planned sounds really, really good. So we'll obviously bring you news of what's going on Manchester Beer Week as it unfolds or you can follow them on Twitter at MCR Beer Week for the latest information I mean to be honest if it's if it's half as good as it sounded last year if you even just match that I mean last well this year was incredible yeah. what, what he managed to pull off um, if he does that again next year and with some of the plans that I know he's got it, it could have the finale of it 
could be pretty exciting yeah. actually so, nice one um, and if you want to avoid me um, I'm planning to be in Manchester towards the end of the, the beer week so I'm going to be there I think from the 29th of June until the end um, on, on the 2nd or 3rd of July the end so. of you or the end, end of the Manchester beer the, week the end of the Manchester <laughs> beer week um, another returning beer festival for 2017 is the London Craft Beer Festival it's the 5th uh, anniversary and they're moving it to a new venue as well so they're taking it away from the Oval Space and they're moving it to the National Centre for Circus Arts, Arts in Hoxton Square on the 4th, 5th and 6th of August next year. So um, I know we've both got our views about this festival yep. in terms of it being a bit loud yep. in, in terms of the music and the merits of the 90 mil pause and, and all the rest of it. But if that's the sort of thing you're interested in, I believe early bird tickets are available now. Um, just search London Craft Beer Festival. Well, it's londoncraftbeerfestival.co.uk and you'll be able to find a link to tickets. Um, last week also saw the announcement of uh, the next two years' worth of Rainbow Project beers. Um, so two, two years' worth? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did, did you miss, did you miss I, that? I knew that? I knew the draw was going on, and yeah. I picked up a bit to it. I hadn't appreciated it. was I so just, 2017 and 2018 pairings. It's, it's, it's 2017 pairings for beers that will be released in 2017. And then at the same time, the pairings are going to brew a beer that's going to go into barrels for a year to be released in 2018. So the same brewers doing the same collaborations, but, but with, barrel aging. But with different colours. So the breweries have been matched. So for instance, one, one, of the, uh, one of the matchings is Beaver Town and Jester King. So in 2017, they've got yellow. And in 2018, they've got blue. So the 2018 version will be a barrel-aged beer that they'll produce this year when when they get together. Okay. So I Interesting. I, I don't know whether that means... There's nothing in 2018 There yet. won't be a 2018. Or will it now just carry on? Or it might be... They might continue so to double up. So double, re- double release every year. Yeah. But anyway, they've, so they've gone back to the States uh, again this year, which I don't know whether that was an easy out for them, <coughs> considering that there's lots of... Uh, really other good countries producing beer uh, at the moment and I know a lot of people were suggesting they were maybe heading towards Scandinavia for it but um, if you want the information about it there is actually a Rainbow Project website now as, as well so rather than it being through any of the breweries that's rainbow7project.com if you want to know more information about that and I'm sure we'll bring you the news about what the beers are going to look like as we get them. Um, I've got some new beer news here, which is from Renegade Brewery, who are based in Berkshire. Um, They've produced a new beer that is um, an exciting beer and gin collaboration. Um, So it's a Sati-inspired Palau brewed with juniper and filtered through pine. Does that sound... Sounds craft. Appealing. Um, well, the you? juniper saison that um, Adnams did was okay. Yeah. Um, I had it on cask and I wasn't that big a fan of it. I had it in bottle and it grew on me. But I'm not sure I've had many other gin or juniper inspired beers. So it'd be interesting what it's like. Because I do like my gins and I do like my beer. But I'm not sure I'm ready for them to be mixed. Well, it was, it was launched last week. Um, now available in bottles so to keep your eye out for that and uh, if, if you do see it and try it let us know let us know what it, what it tastes like um, almost there just got two more to do like I said it's been a big news week uh, this week um, so uh, some news about Tiny Rebel who have now agreed a deal with the co-op to supply two of their most popular beers to, to the co-op so Dirty Stop Out and Kutch um, are now going to be stocked initially in 80 stores across Wales 
So that's that's always great to see. That's a good deal for them. Sort of, you know, new and upcoming breweries. Not so much new and upcoming anymore, but nice to see stuff like Tiny Rebel in the co-op. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have thought. I suppose the equivalent here in England would be, I suppose, seeing the likes of Beavertown in, in the co-op. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Would be quite exciting, no doubt. Um, and then the final one, and, and this is a... We might have a little bit of discussion about this. Uh, <laughs> the drinks list... Top 100 brands was published um, this last week. Um, and while it's great to see a lot of beer being represented in there, it's interesting to wonder whether this is simply a branding exercise or whether these are placed upon the merits in terms of the taste of the beer. Yeah, there's quite a lot of chat, wasn't there? Um, there was. I, I have to admit, I didn't quite get it, first of all, until um, I went through it properly. It wasn't. It was basically the morning advertiser pulling together certain criteria. So it wasn't just one criteria. It wasn't based purely on sales or anything like that. It was based on various things to produce what they think would be the top one hundred drinks you would have to have. And to be honest, yeah, there's a few things in there I like, but they're done a paint by numbers. It is a little bit. I mean, if if you look at, I mean, number one is Hendrix Gin. For, for, for instance and then at number five you've got Coca-Cola um, sandwiched between those you've got Stella which you, you'd expect Guinness is in the top ten um, Brewdog Punk IPA sits in the top ten at number eight Wainwright is in the top ten at number nine don't understand how Wainwright got there I don't that was uh, at least the other ones I understood yeah um, and then going a bit further down the list I mean because there are quite a few beer brands that, that appear in this uh, obviously, you've got you've got Budweiser in there, San Miguel, all, all the you know all the usual suspects, Green King IPA, um, and you have to go quite a way down the list before you start getting to what you, you consider maybe some of the good stuff. So certainly from your point of view, number fifty eight, Timothy Taylor's Land. I was pleased with that one. Um, probably after Green King, probably the highest, and the pedigrees in there as well. Um, so, you know, in terms of cask beers, yeah. some good representation in there. Um, you like Svold Speckled Hen. But they're all the same beers. They, they are. They're I mean, all... don't get me wrong, Timothy Taylor alone was one of my favourite, but it's still a line-up of brand beer. It's nothing different, is Pedigree, it? Pedigree, Green King IPA, Old Speckled Hen, Timothy Taylor, Doom, they're all in the same sort of bracket, and yeah. if you line them all up, they all look very, fairly similar. Yep. So, so maybe apart from Punk IPA appearing at number eight... Yeah. Which you'd be surprised if Brewdog didn't appear in a list of a hundred top brands. True, I'm surprised you? they made the top ten. Yeah, I mean that's quite a that's uh, quite a position, in, yeah. isn't it? Because uh, I don't, you know, I'm outside of. There's still probably a lot of people who aren't aware of it. Yeah, um, but I think the interesting thing was, and uh, there was an article emerged over the weekend, which was um, clearly written by Molson Cause and given to a, to a local publication. Um, so, so it was a it was a southwest newspaper. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, that were talking about Doombar's appearance in this list. Um, now, Doombar featured in this list at number seventy, so quite a way down the yeah. list, and certainly behind Landlord, Green King IPA, um, Pedigree, and Wainwright. Uh, but then the article went on to quote that it's the nation's favourite cask beer and that it was produced in Cornwall. I, thought, I have to admit, I thought Green King IPA was. Well, I, I think it was, a, it was a press release that was clearly wrong 
on, on a lot of counts. So still unsure about that and, and what the purpose of yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm not at, sure what the purpose is. I, well, I, I agree that if you're starting up somewhere and you want to appeal to everyone, every man, yeah, then some of those brands I think are a must. Absolutely, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you have Coca-Cola? Why wouldn't you have a couple of decent spirits? All well, that you, kind of you, stuff. You've got to have a decent selection for everyone, yeah. haven't you? That's, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's you bottom line. If, if, if you are... I mean, I, 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 I'm not an expert. I'd never run a bar. But if I was going to open a bar... I kind of know the beer selection I'd want, but I'd also appreciate, and I suppose much like um, the Owl House in Chelmsford, they also appreciate that actually not everybody that comes in is going to drink beers. Yeah. So they've got spirits, they've got wines, they've got soft drinks, they've got ciders. Yeah. So you, you've got to appeal to every section in the market, yeah. surely, haven't you? Yeah, I think, and I see no problem with that. And if you then get to a stage where you feel your the people who come into your pub, your customers have now got to a stage where they don't feel they need all the branded ones and that's a different conversation. But if yeah. you're starting off, I think you'd be almost nuts not to a lot of the time. Absolutely. Well, you can search that out online yeah. anyway. It's, it's available online. Um, how are you getting on with the beer? Still bitter. It's it's softening off a little bit, uh, I think. I don't, I don't know whether that's just that my palate's getting used to it. Um, it could be that I've got a cold as well it's, it's leaving me quite dry now I'm very as, dry at as, the end of it as, as well I'm still not getting as much of the flavour through me bearing in mind it's a 7.4 it's not drinking like a 7.4 it doesn't have that body is it drinking bigger or smaller smaller for me okay it doesn't have that mouthfeel or body but a 7.4 stout I think there should be a little bit more going on there yeah okay well you know it's a double stout from 1910 yeah if that's how it was then Oh, maybe, oh. maybe we're spoiled for choice now well I mean they may well have enjoyed it and 7.4% you're going to go home happy <laughs> easily yeah a few <laughs> points of that a few points of that in your local yeah you'll, you'll be you'll uh, be smiling uh, all the way like two shillings a pint or something <laughs> like that or whatever it was in 1910 so uh, let's get on to uh, the, the first of this week's opinions 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 and this was from, again, this is leading towards the, the, the final part of our trilogy of, of Golden Pints. So uh, this was the poll from uh, a couple of weeks ago now where we are looking at um, your brewery of 2016. So uh, we asked the question, can you name your brewery of 2016? Uh, we had 235 total votes. 57% uh, of people said yes, they could. 27, 26% no, that said no, they couldn't. There were too many to choose from. And 17% of people who are quite ambitious in their outlook to life said they've not tried them all yet. So <laughs> well, I would love to be in that 17% that, <laughs> that, that, that want to try all of the breweries ever. Um, and within that, brilliantly, we had 49 different suggestions as, as well for breweries, both from the UK and from overseas. Okay. So, so that's great because it enables us to cover off uh, a couple of, of categories oh, yeah, in, one, yeah. in one go here. So, so first of all, we had a couple of comments uh, that I wanted to read out because I quite liked both of these comments. So the first one was from Mark Bailey at Uproar13, who simply said, With music, I like songs, not artists. And with beer, I like beers, not breweries. Ooh. Which is a good quote, but how can you like a beer without appreciating the brewery that it's come from? Uh, can you? No, I reckon you probably can. I reckon you can, if I pass someone, you know, if people weren't interested in knowing what it's about, when I share my beers with friends at home, they don't always want to look at the bowl. Okay. They're not that interested. They're yeah. quite happy if I say... Oh, they this, just enjoy beer. This Some is a good one. just enjoy yeah, beer. This is a good one. Yeah. Try it. They go, oh, that's nice. They don't say, oh, can I look at the bottle or the can? Yeah. So I reckon there, there is still a, pe a percentage of people out there who are like that. 
Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I um, don't. I don't know that many of them. No, I <laughs> but, don't. But, but then again, that's the circles that we we're in, yeah, we, exactly. we live within, isn't yeah. it? We live within people that are interested in beer, and, and therefore, if you enjoy a beer from a brewery, you might want to explore more beers from that brewery. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, Essex bullshit. That bottle gets passed around about twenty times. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all love having a picture with a bottle, yeah. and we want, mm-hmm. we want to do our research and we want to make sure we get it on untapped. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then the other comment was from Beer Nouveau. Um, so, so who basically said, uh, "Yes, Beer Nouveau." It was my brewery in 2015, and I still own it in 2016. Um, Steve from Beer Nirvana. So is he voting for his own brewery? He's basically voting for his own brewery. I'm not <laughs> sure that's completely within the rules, Steve, but nice try. So um, UK suggestions. Now, what I did, I went through the list, and I kind of then culminated the amount of times each brewery had been commented upon. Okay. And, and I didn't think we were going to get to a clear consensus, um, but we did. And where we got to surprised me. Okay. So the, the UK brewery of the year that people that took part in the poll had the most votes was Northern Monk, which surprised me. Yeah, it surprises me. I don't, I don't know why it surprises me, but it does. No, and, but that's exactly the, the thought process about, that I, think, I went When through. I think about all their beers, apart from that mocha Christmas one, um, there isn't one of their beers I haven't liked. Yeah. And, and that's... I did exactly the same thing. I was like... I was surprised, and then I was like, "Why am I surprised?" Yeah, we've, we've both been up there, and then yeah, and then you look back over the beers that they've produced this year, and you're like, "Yeah, I can see yeah. why why people have, have voted for that." So so they got they got 18 votes from from that 235, okay, which I've not worked out what the percentage of that would be, but that that was the largest number of votes for a single brewery. Um, in second place with 11 votes was Cloudwater, which again wasn't surprised about. No. Nope. Probably, if, if I'd had to put money on it, I would have said that Cloud was the one that people would have yeah. gone for. Uh, and then in third place was Buxton, with, with, with nine votes. And okay. again, not surprised, not surprised with that. Um, and then just sat underneath that, there were a number of breweries that had slightly smaller votes. And I wanted to pick, just pick out three of those. So Odyssey, uh, a brewery that we've, okay. we've both tried yeah. beers from, new on the scene this year. They had, a good, they had a good number of votes, as did Verdant. Uh, again, I tried their beers at the weekend. Really impressed yeah. with what I've tried from them so far, and also people voting for Elusive Brew as as, as well, which which I think shows um, the level which Andy's now reaching in terms of his public recognition of his beers. Oh, definitely. Bearing in mind, it's a uh, you've got the new brewery category anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say yeah. That that's phenomenal. Yeah. So so those were the UK breweries. What's your UK brewery of the year, and why? Uh, Cloudwater. Um, I seem to have, on average, one of their beers a week. Because um, they're producing them constantly. They're going producing them constantly. <laughs> and, and, and also, uh, Michelle, my girlfriend, does love a fluffy cloud and is often sneaking an order in which suddenly appears. Uh, but they are very, very good beers. Um, you can put three or four of them in the fridge and you can pick any of them out and you'll enjoy them. Yeah. Um, and they did have a hand in my favourite beer of the year, which was Freeze Company as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Definitely have to give shout outs to Buxton and Magic Rock because every time they just produce a new beer, I love it. Yeah. Buxton probably more so than Magic Rock because they just are phenomenal. They're like a four almost every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, Adams and Fuller's as two of my stalwarts of the, you know, regional brewers still are producing good quality cast beers that I really enjoy and really enjoy being in their pubs. Yeah, and I think we're um, we're kind of demonstrating that this evening by enjoying. We're, we're obviously enjoying the the past masters now, 
Um, once once we've done this, we're about to move on to a beer o'clock show tradition, which is always the final show of the year. We do the Fuller's Vintage Beer from the previous year. So I'm, I'm happy to stick with tradition. Oh, it's me it's too. Me, me too. But I, I think it's important probably to acknowledge with w- without the likes of Fuller, Fuller's and Adnams and probably other regional breweries up and down the country. Yeah. So you could probably add Lees to that yep. uh, as well in Manchester. Without the likes of those breweries, you wouldn't have the likes of your Cloud Waters and your Beaver Towns and, and your Magic Rocks no, because they've been very much inspired by, yes, some of them have been inspired by what's going on in the States, but without those big regional concerns to pave the way here, craft beer wouldn't exist. I firmly believe that. I'm, 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 I'm going to wait to be shot down over that statement as well. Wasn't Fuller's on the verge of stopping Carl's beer in the early 70s? I'm sure I think you they brought out their first attempt at a lager. I think it got it in my head. It was either them or Young's. You've done the tour. Yeah, I, mean, I can't I've remember whether they said tour. that or not, but you know, without that history, and, that, and that's why I miss Young's. You know, Young's was another good, solid regional brewery in London. Mm. Um, and we're in a couple of years of uh, John Young passing away. They've sold up and stopped brewing. Yeah, yeah. And their beers are pale imitation of what they used to be. Yeah, because they're now with Wells, aren't they? Yeah, and they're rubbish beers as well. Yeah. So I think it's important that we acknowledge the the, the likes of those in in, in terms of the brewing tradition in the UK. But the the new breweries, or new-ish. Yeah. Funny to say that. What about, can you put, uh, can can you pinpoint a new UK brewery of of, of 2016 for you? Is is there a single brewery that stands out for you that have have hit the ground running this year and, and deserve recognition in oh, that category. that would have to be Andy with Elusive Brewing <laughs> I, t- I had a couple of you know we've had we had some of his beer at the um, last Beer O'Clock Show live um, I had a couple of his beers on cask at the Bracknell Beer Festival and they won both their respective prizes they yeah. were number one beers and you know the bottles I've had since then including the one we already mentioned yeah yeah he's smashing it at the moment and he's the nicest man on Twitter. He is the nicest man on Twitter, and he also appears to be the nicest man when you actually meet him as but well. There actually needs to be probably a new category, nice, nicest bloke in beer. Much point? No, because he'll, he'll take it every yeah. year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But no, he would definitely, he would definitely get... I'll also give a shout-out for Newbury for um, our friend from the Essex Bottle Show, Mark Watson, under Essex Relay. He's just started brewing now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he only started home brewing at the start of the year. And he often, obviously, brings them along to the bottle share for us to taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's now got himself signed off by the HMRC, so he is now able to brew commercially. And you know, bearing in mind he's only been doing it for ten or eleven months, his beers have been pretty solid so far. Yeah, absolutely. So, we've, know, we've, and we've been lucky enough to try that. Yeah. So, so yeah. twenty seventeen. Hopefully, he'll he'll be at the uh, Essex Bottle Share in the future and bring a few more along. Fingers crossed. We'll, yeah. we'll test them for him. Yeah. Always we're, a willing audience. We're, we're good like that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna agree with you straight out there on on the best new brewery of twenty sixteen is absolutely elusive brew and and what Andy's doing. It's great to see. The, the, the homebrew recipes that I've been lucky enough to try a few of now turning into commercial beers as, as well. And it's great to see that he's getting recognition. It was brilliant to see him doing a tap takeover in Leeds at Northern Monk before Indie Man as well. So it just shows how far yeah. his, his beers are, are getting now. And I, I just hope he can he continues and he can begin to expand well they sell out every time they sell out the Milton Keynes Beer Festival as well yeah so you you know certainly one of those sought after new brewers of 2016 I'm also going to give an honourable mention to Odyssey as as well who have have come from nowhere and are just producing the most hop forward beers and and just trying to push the boundaries with what you can do with hops as as well for me so 
Um, my brewery of the year, my UK brewery of the year, it's going to come as no surprise to anybody that I'm going to go for um, probably the second year in a row, uh, Buxton, without a doubt, based on the consistency of, of their beers. I, I have not had a bad beer from Buxton this, this year. Um, no, and you, and you really loved that Belgian series as well, didn't you? And, and f- for me, to, to yep. love a Belgian series of beers, um, they absolutely nailed that series. Um, they continue to consistently produce Axe that just tastes better every time you try it. Um, and it still looks like a beer as, as, as well. It's, you've, had, you've tried it on cask as well. And I've had you? it on cask See, as I've well. I've only ever tried it keg or bottle. And that was just wonderful. It was just a wonderful experience drinking this pint of cask axage it's just one of the best experiences I've had this year so yeah for, for me without a doubt Buxton um, I'm going to give honourable mentions to, to Magic Rock just because they make Cannonball because they make Cannonball and, and also to, to Northern Monk who you know rightly so have produced a great range of beers this year yeah um, well the, the um, trilogy we did last time yeah which was just, just stunning yeah you, you know just this collaboration just using a single focusing on a single ingredient of, of, of the beer um, so moving on to the, the overseas category so this is best overseas brewery a um, little bit tighter on this one um, we had four breweries that each got two votes each. Uh, so we had Eight Degrees and Yellow Belly from, from Ireland. We had De Molen from, from the Netherlands. And Joppen, who I'm going to assume are from... It sounds Dutch to me. Denmark. Was maybe. it Denmark? Scandinavia. Okay. Shows, shows I've done my research yeah, uh, yeah. again. Um, but o- over and above uh, that, the one that people just kept coming back and saying was Omnipolo. On, on this year, who have, have continually smashed it out of the park with the beers that they've been producing, and I've I've had a few on Apollo beers this year, and including the one that made me giggle the entire time I was drinking <laughs> it. I'm I'm sure there was like some of the happy gas in there that that, that they that they give women when they give yeah. birth, um, because I was just like chuckling on my way through that. So um, definitely uh, our listeners and the people that got involved in the votes going from Apollo. Um, my overseas brewery of the year yes I'm going to give a mention to Omnipolo just for making me giggle while I was drinking a beer um, but without a doubt it's got to be Cigar City had for, to be for, for me this year because it's just visiting the, 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 the tap room there and having the experience of being at the brewery for a day and being looked after and being shown American beer the way it's supposed, supposed to be presented yep. that was just an amazing experience for me so um, that was quite an easy one for, for me to, to, to yeah, yeah. your 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 choice doesn't surprise me uh, yeah it's a bit obvious really isn't yeah. it yeah. I would have been surprised if you'd said something else <laughs> maybe an honourable mention to Boneyard as, as well from the States who were, were probably the brewery and again I'm going to put this down to Andy Parker I'm going to blame him for it who made me at Copenhagen just go straight in and drink all of their triple IPAs which made you fall flat in your arms which, yeah which, which made me last <laughs> about 40 minutes of the session before I had to go and have a little sleep um, so what about you have you got an overseas brewery yep. of the year Cantillon Oh yeah, because you you visited, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I visited Canton. You're your solo day out there. Three, four times, yeah. Um, I went to the Quintessence in uh, in May. It was a joint venture with Clayfish, guest of last week's show. However, it wasn't on, the, though, was it? on the morning, <laughs> I got a message from him saying his passport had expired. Um, so with all the tickets booked and paid for, I did go. It was a bit of a solo trip. 
Um, but I like Cantillon beers anyway, and I love the Cantillon Brewery. I love the history of the Cantillon Brewery. It just, it almost seems to ooze out of the woods. Everything just looks untouched. Um, yeah. And I, I do like their sour beers. I also like the fact that their sour beers, they're, they're all in at 5%. Isn't it in quite a surprising location as well? It is a very surprising location. It's a bit of waste ground opposite it, it but it's only a 10-minute walk from the Eurostar terminal. Oh, okay. So you could literally just do a visit to Cantillon and come back on the same day. Yeah. Or like me, go to Moda Lambic afterwards because you haven't had enough beer. Because you always need more beer. You need yeah. more beer before you get the train. Always need more beer. Uh, so yeah, definitely Cantillon for yeah. me. Okay. Um, so I think that just about covers off the, um, the brewery of the year category so so we've managed to do uk best new brewery and uh overseas as, as well so that that was our first poll yeah um before we get into our second poll let's get into to our second bit yeah. what was your final thoughts on the past masters uh it was okay i'm a bit disappointed if i'm absolutely i honest. was hoping for maybe something a little yeah bit thicker. so i've got one in the cellar maybe it'll a little bit more take a bit of turn so uh yeah, I was expecting a bit more to it, a bit more the chocolate notes, a bit more the mouthfeel. Yeah, but then again, as, as we say, if that's a, a representation of what yeah. beer was like back in 1910, then, y- you know. Yeah, if that's, a, if that's an accurate representation, then, then well done. I've got no point of reference. Yeah, me so. either. <laughs> yeah, so, but no, I, I, yeah, maybe hope for something a little bit thicker on, on that. So, second one we're getting into tonight is, is the Fuller's... Vintage Ale 2015, so, so this is last year's. Uh, this has been sat enjoying its life in a box in a cupboard for, for, for the last year. Oh, sorry, I meant my cellar. Your cellar, for, for, cellar. For last year, yeah. Um, cheers. Cheers. Got a, bit, a little bit of a candied taste yeah. to it. It's quite, yeah, it's quite it's, sweet. It's different, to, on, on it's different to this year's one. The 2016 I've had fresh this year a couple of times, yeah. which has got a bit more, which is a bit deeper oh. in colour as well. Now I I tried this fresh last year. Yep, so same here. I which, tried which it. Which is what yep. I, I I always try and do. Not always, which is what I've tried to start doing with with the vintage ales is to try and fresh, get some decent tasting notes down, and then see how it develops. So uh, a year ago, and almost a year to the date that we're recording as well. So we're recording on twelfth of December. Uh, my check in from last year was on the thirteenth of, okay. of December. So you couldn't get closer no. to to a year on. Um, and, and my, I made sure I made comprehensive notes on Untapped as well because I knew I'd be coming back to, to this beer. So I went for a light woody aroma. On the initial taste, there's hints of vanilla and caramel biscuit, full-bodied with a light gingerbread finish, um, which quite comprehensive tasting That's notes, very comprehensive for you, Steve. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not getting the ginger at the moment. I, I'm not. So whether that was uh, something which has tailed off now because normally you get a bit of ginger at the back, wouldn't you? Yeah, a little bit spicy. I mean, that's eased right off. It's got a really smooth finish to it now. Very smooth finish. It's very sweet. It's not that boozy either. No, for eight and a half percent. Yeah, uh, it's not boozy at all. No, you'd be surprised when if, if somebody gave you that and you started drinking it, and then somebody went, "Oh, that's eight and a half percent." I think they would be slow surprised. Down. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll come back to that as as we go on. Um, let's let's get on to our second poll. Opinions, 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 opinions. So this was this week's one, which was um, looking at pubs, bars and tap rooms. So kind of lumping everything yeah. in. I mean, to, I guess together. for a lot of people as well, without having had too much of a look at the poll voting, it's going to be very much based on where you regularly are, isn't it? Where well, you regularly drink. I, I thought what we'd get would literally be a, a complete spectrum 
of, of suggestions. We actually did end up with a few favourites okay. coming out, so a few that were that well, That's interesting. So 194 votes, 64% of people said yes, they, they, they could name it. 27% of people said no, they couldn't. And, and then 9% of people going for the question, what's a taproom? Um, the 9% who are still trying to annoy you. I've I, I, either got to stop putting <laughs> that third option or just, accept. Or, or just accept that there will always be a percentage that go for it. Um, 90 different suggestions, so almost half in, in, in terms yeah. of the amount of suggestions. And from those, suggest- from those 194, um, no, sorry, from those 90 suggestions, 20% of that was tap rooms. As, as well, which I thought would be maybe a little bit higher than that, but it's it's interesting that we still got quite a high um, percentage. Um, so starting off with a couple of comments, ladies that beer at ladies that beer said, between us all, we have so many, I simply couldn't just choose one, um, which is probably how most people felt yep. re- regarding this. And and then still not learning from last week, uh, Steve from Beer Nouveau uh, said mine obviously. <laughs> Um, to which again I had to just go back and mention to him that's maybe not how this thing works um, so in terms of uh, what I've then tried to do is split it down into pubs and bars uh, and, and tap rooms so in terms of the pubs and bars the one that came out on top with, with the most uh, suggestions was Cafe Beer Moth in, in Manchester um, oh, okay. so uh, that had six separate nominations never been there myself so um, it was then Smithfield uh, with four nominations again in Manchester, Box Social with four nominations in Newcastle, Heat and Hops with three nominations in Manchester, and then we had the Hop Locker and Mason and Co both with three nominations each in London. Okay. Um, now for me, this showed an interesting trend when you compare it to the previous poll, as well that either the North is just generally better for beer. Or we have more engagement from our northern listeners and followers in, in, in what we do. That could simply be a bit of both, I reckon. Because, I mean, I mean, all of those names you've read out, I have heard a lot about them, but I haven't been them to them myself. Yeah. Um, I think there's also an element of local pride as well, which you, is sometimes more evident north, north of Watford, so to speak. Is there maybe too much choice in London for a single London bar to come out? Yeah, I above mean, above all lovers. I mean, I struggle. I mean, I've got loads of favourite bars in London, but I only picked one, and that was a pub near work because yeah. it always has good beer. Um, but mine were local to where I drink regularly, which is which is Essex. So I would have struggled to pick a London venue because yeah, yeah. because of the sheer quantity and, and quality. But I do think there's definitely a yeah because I don't live in London, I only work in London. So although I do have a great affinity for the city of London, it's not where I live. So sometimes I think you, I, I've separated out between my pubs that I go to through being in London for yeah. work, but the ones I go to, say, with friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so what was what what was the uh, what, what's your pub? Okay, my outright winner is the Ale House in Chelmsford. Good chat. Uh, minimum, I'm there minimum of once a month with the Essex Bottle Share, but usually I'm in there more than that. Mm-hmm. Same here. Because we'll all uh, we'll all at some point say, "Oh, we're popping in." Is anyone else popping in for wine? And it's, it's right kind of a central point as well. Right underneath the train station, yeah. I can get back on the train within no time at all. Um, the hot beer shop in Chelmsford, the micro pub, definitely worth a shout out because they've done so well in such a short space of time. Mm-hmm. The Victoria in Colchester is again because they keep winning the pub of the year in Colchester, the regional pub of the year, and they have a great range and they've created a pub 
I mean, you've been there yourself. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a pub. It it's a proper like a pub. pub. It's a pub. Yeah. Um, well, that's a bit confusing the very first time you walk in because you go in the main entrance and it's like back to front and you're in the back of the bar. Yeah, and it's like, where's the bar? Yeah, you have so to go you have to, Yeah, you have to go around to the. It bar. almost makes you look. You've seen the whole pub by then. Yeah. As well, so it's almost you could almost say it's clever. But someone must have designed that at some point for a reason. Is it is it more to do with the fact that was it was it I'm gonna show possibly a bit of ignorance here was it was it an old coaching inn because they looked to be sort of like the old barns uh, out of the back so it could have been I mean maybe like, the old entrance would have been previously it's on a junction through that back it's on a junction so yeah. it might well have been um, but I've also given a shout out for the Globe which is my local for work mm-hmm. um, a Nicholson's pub always have between six and eight cast beers on they've now started to get a few crafty beers in and the cask is always well looked after as well yeah. And um, the Parcel Yard, which remains one of my favourite pubs and in that's London. That's a good shout. I, I forgot about Just the because, yard. I mean, I go there with a couple of ex-colleagues yeah. at work. And that they like going in there because it's a nice feel to it. I'm happy to meet up with them in there because I can still get some decent beer. The food's good and it's just a fabulously well-designed space. Yeah. And considering the fact that we obviously hadn't had enough beer on the Greenbow Crawl. Yeah. We had to stop in there on the way home. Yeah, but what a bonus. What a bonus, because they had Bengal Answer on, on, on Cask. On Cask, which I've never had. I've never had it on Cask, and which, which was just, just absolutely fabulous to, to, to drink, and it just tasted absolutely perfect. And the place was well. mocked as well. It was. Um, but just to sit in there and just have a couple of nice Cask pints of, of Bengal Lancer. Lancer. Yeah, that was a bonus, that was. Incredible, yeah. So um, yeah, that, that that's my shout-outs. Well, I mean, I'm going to probably have to, to, to go with you on in, in terms of mentions for the Parcel Yard um, and also for the Owl House in Chelmsford um, because, like you say, you know, it is, it is a, it's a central meeting point for, yeah. for us now in, in Essex. And, you know, we got to know um, Alex really well uh, before he moved on. Um, and then we're now getting to before know we Terry drove, really Before well. we drove him back yeah, to before Australia. Before we drove him back to Australia, clearly had enough of us coming in once a month. <laughs> Um, but it's 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 nice, you know, to go in there and and actually um, the, the range in just a couple of weeks seems to have. I'm not going to say it's improved, but they've certainly got more beers in, yeah. in their fridges now. Yeah, there's been a bit, there has been a bit of a change, and I think that, I think mean, that's good. I mean, change, the change is never a bad thing. Yeah, and yeah. the guy wants to experiment, wants to put his own stamp on it. Yeah. no problem with that at all. Absolutely, no problem. Go for it. Um, but for me, and based on. Um, the discussion that we had before we started recording tonight, uh, my my pub of the year is is the Draft House in Old Street, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I've I've been to a few times, and I, I I don't know whether it's that I've had a different experience. Um, I've been very well looked after when when I've been there. Uh, James, the manager, has been very quick to realise that I've been tweeting that I'm in there. And on the first time I was in there, he, he literally sought me out to say, oh, are you the guy that's on Twitter at the moment? We had a good chat. And um, he's always been really friendly. Plus, I've, I've been in there when they've literally just tapped a new um, tank of Pilsner Urquell as, as, as well. So I've had a lot of really good experiences in the Draft House Old Street this year. Yeah, I can um... tell by your face and from what you were saying beforehand, you don't share my love for the place. No, I mean, I love the Draft House train. The one over at Tower Bridge was the first one I went to. Went there for a number of events. The one at Seething Lane is very handy for me. I've been to a couple of their other ones, and I do intend to visit the one in Milton Keynes when I get up there. Yeah, I didn't. There was nothing about the draft house in Old Street that I had a nice feel about, apart from the uh, 
pattern on the chairs upstairs, which reminded me of the old tube lines. The old tube line. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else. The, the one thing I really like about it, and and uh, might be alienating a large part of our listenership here, um, who who will only maybe get what I'm about to say, is is the contrast between the draft house old street. Um, that's this really new clinical industrial type bar and then less than 50 yards across the road you've got the old fountain which is the most old-fashioned of old-fashioned pubs yeah the contrast between the two just works really well it does and I much enjoyed my visit to the, the yeah. old fountain I, I, I'm not you know like I said the draft house experience for me has always been a positive one and there was nothing wrong with the beer I had I found it was too hot it was too stuffy I didn't feel like there was any space either. So unless you grabbed a seat, you were fairly much in the way most of the time because it's quite narrow in certain yeah, points. Yeah. Um, yeah, compared to the other ones, it just didn't work for me. That's fair enough. You, you know, yeah. we, we all have different views on things. Um, just two more uh, honourable mentions that I feel as I need to make because people are probably wondering why, despite the amount of time that I spend in Leeds, I've not actually mentioned a bar that's in Leeds. Um, two reasons for that. One, because I simply couldn't choose one. Because there are too many good places. Well, you're basically doing the third choice in, in Leeds. Almost there, aren't you? Know, you know, what, 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 Leeds bar. Of get, the off, year. Yeah, get, get, get off the fence and pick one. Okay, well, the, and the, the, okay, the other two bars. I've got to mention North Bar because Cannonball. Um, and in, in terms of it's not a bar, but it's a place that I do really enjoy drinking, and, and that's Little Leeds Beer House. Um, it's, it's always nice to go up there and have a beer and just sit in and, and, and chat. And like we've said many times, just look out at the building yeah. that, that, that that sits within. Um, so moving on to tap rooms again, probably no surprise here in the list that the uh, that the public came back with on Twitter. Um, so we had at the top of the list with most votes, Magic Rock. Not a surprise. Uh, then Buxton. I haven't been. Um, then Wylam. Been. Which we've just been to, uh, which we thought was stunning. Yep. And um, if if you've not already to this point in this week's show at the length that we're already at. <laughs> Uh, and you want to stick around there is an interview on the end of tonight's show with Dave from Wyland Brewery as well that talks a little bit more about the taproom and the location and the, the, the reasoning behind that um, the next one down after that uh, Steve at Beer Nouveau will be pleased because more people than him voted for his uh, taproom um, and having been there during Indie Man this year it was it was a cold evening, um, but the beers were fine. That, that, that was you've seen the history of IPA. The history of IPA, yeah. Uh, and I know he's now installed an electric fire in in the brewery in the tap room as well. It just looks amazing if you look at the pictures on on, on Twitter. But I'm very much looking back, looking forward to going back to Beer Nouveau uh, in the new year because you do always get a lovely welcome from Steve and Leslie there. Um, and then Beaver Town and Howling Hops in, in London were also mentioned. But I still haven't been to Beaver Town. Again, also very much a northern bias. Yeah. In, in, in terms. But again, there is there is a ma- there is a massive choice. Um, there, there is down here. I mean, to be fair, my my winner is is northern bias. Wylam have leapt into the top from 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 out of nowhere. From out of nowhere. Yeah. If I'd written this down less than like two weeks ago, it would have been. A few other ones. Magic Rock probably would have won it. It gets a normal mention. Yeah. Um, but Wylam just blew me away. Yeah, yeah. The space, uh, the space inside, but also just where it is in the middle of the park. It's brilliant. So it's, it is a fantastic location. Yeah. It's you yeah. cannot. And I, I'm, I'm going to publicly apologise to you for ruining the pictures that you were trying to get of the building as well by by running by around. running around the prat in the hat. <laughs> the prat in the hat comes back. But yeah, I mean, um, um, I thought it was it was a fabulous. I mean, great range of beers for starters. Let's let's 
not make yeah. any bones about it. Great range of beers, great choice, cask and tap. Great event space they've got there as well. Stunning. Um, and you could just look out the window almost for a large part of the time. You could very easily spend an afternoon and, and an evening. Lose yourself. And, and just, you know, pint, sat by the window, yeah. paper, book, whatever it is that you're into. You'd be fine. You'd be Absolutely, fine. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I would give, a, like I said, an honourable mention to Magic Rock. Still only been there the once. But there's nothing I've seen about it and none of the beer coming out of his maybe thing. There's that many better either in the UK. Mm. Um, and a personal favourite of mine is Four Pure. And I've always liked the Four Pure space. Oh, I've only Bermondsey. been once. Um, and I like it because it's just that little bit further away from the rest of the Bermondsey beer mile. So with the timings, mm. if you get it right, you can avoid a lot of the crowds as well. Yeah. And if you are going to Millwall, it's somewhere you can get a decent beer on the way. Well, that's, that's always a bonus, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, for my tap room of the year, I mean... I, I, again, going back to what I was saying a minute ago, I'm very much spoiled by the amount of time I spend in, in Leeds. Um, I cannot split this one th- this year. So, so I'm, I've got to give a joint winner to, to Northern Monk and Magic Rock be, because they are both just perfect spaces yeah. as, as, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you, you know, I've managed to get to Magic Rock a couple of times this year. It's a place where I can easily sit and lose an evening. You don't have to be there with anyone, do you? No, 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 generally I'm not. I'm, I'm there on my own no, normally, you know, because it's a 20 minute train ride from Leeds and, and then a 10 minute walk yeah, from the station. It's easy. I can go and sit there, I can have a couple of pints of Cannonball, I'm a happy man. You, you know, the trip home seems a lot quicker <laughs> after after that. Um, but Northern Monk as well, just an incredible space they've got there. And, and very much an honourable mention to, to Wylam uh, as well, because just, just it's a stunning space. Yeah. I, I cannot think, apart from those three, that the only one that comes close for me. Um, down south and I'm, I'm not trying to create a north-south divide here I'm really not it's just I'm just going with what the, the feel I'm getting from people that get involved in what we do is there's very much the, the north is a bit supreme this year um, the the only one that probably gets some get, gets a look in for me is probably the Howling Hops Tank Room just because it's it's such a unique space yeah so very big but that side of the tanks yeah is just brilliant Absolutely, for me it's yeah. a work of art those eight tanks to start off with I think maybe they're up to 12 or something now they just look fabulous yeah. who doesn't like shiny silver tanks and, and, and then they've got colour, colour on the front third jugs and then they pour the beer from it yeah. in, and then hand it over it's those little mini jugs yeah, it's brilliant mini, space mini, mini beer jugs yeah brilliant space um, okay so that, that that covers off the second of the polls we've still got we're still going we've still got a few more goals yeah, sorry. to go uh, yeah good luck <laughs> uh, and well done if you're still with us at this point drink the vintage ale um, yeah uh, let's let's have a any more thoughts on the vintage ale I'm struggling to not drink it quicker it's it's beginning to feel a little bit boozy for, for me now maybe um, not getting so much booze but I'm starting to get more more flavours are starting to come to the fore yep picking up a little bit of orange in there now a little bit more caramel yeah yeah it's um still got residual dryness though it's it is a, it's a beautiful dry finish yeah. I, I can see this i because I've, I've got a third bottle of this because uh last year I, I tapped into the old waitrose uh, free and, for the price of two. yeah um so drank a bottle last year bottle a year on the Safe. other one's gone into the back of the cellar 
for uh, which which we've already established is, is a cab, cab cupboard. I can't cupboard? talk. Yep, back back into because <laughs> that's that's what fans love. Yeah, it's, 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 I've it's not been able to speak properly. It's when we can't talk properly. Um, okay, so we've got uh, three more categories to do uh, to finish our. Ironic, actually, that we've got three more categories to do to finish the trilogy of Golden Points. It's the three. It is. It's, it's, Speaking it's, of the trilogy, Return of the Jedi was on tonight. I had to switch it, it off when the Ewoks turned up. No, it's it's easily the best of the three. No, I'm, no, I'm no, not, I'm no. not with any P, anybody that believes that Empire Strikes Back is the best. It is the best of, of the three. Of the trilogy. It's a new I, poll. I absolutely disagree. Christmas poll. If you, uh, if you agree with Martin... <laughs> Um, tweet hashtag empire <laughs> if, if you agree with me tweet hashtag return or Let's, bloody Ewoks no no not all bloody Ewoks um, easily return of the Jedi and the moment where Luke Skywalker somersaults off of the off of the platform grabs the lightsaber it's, that was an epic moment for me in my team. not made up for all the other stuff going on in the bloody forest I, I think you've got to let it go I honestly do. Um, so we've got three more to do this this year. Uh, a couple of them are about uh, people that sell beer, and, and 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 one of them is about people that you go to drink beer. So um, we'll, we'll finish on that one, I think. So so let's start with uh, independent retailer of the year. Who are uh, you going for with, with this one? Uh, one of them's fairly local. It's uh, Licorice in Shenfield, um, an off license, about five minutes walk from the station generally has been um, a wine and spirit place until the last couple of years they've always had a fairly decent local cast beer selection Brentwood was always very heavily represented but they've really now started to expand they serve cast beer in there? in bottles oh okay. real in the bottle okay so, so well, not not cast beer not cast beer um, and so they've, they've always had a good traditional beer selection um, but they've, they've also moved on now their fridge is full of a lot of the, of the new cans Magic Rock, Beaver Town, Five Points often dominate a lot of the fridge fridge space. Um, the guy, the guy there, Dan, is trying to get a few events. He managed to get one with Beaver Town a few months ago, which had a fairly good turnout, I think, for the area. Yeah, you went to that, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that was good. So yeah, that that would definitely get a shout out for me uh, for independent retailer of the year, but also an honourable mention once again to Hotspur and Black. Yeah, absolutely. Just because it's such a lovely place to be, and every time I've been there. For the beer o'clock live shows, it's just been fabulous. Yeah, I I can't I can't disagree with that, and I'm I, I, I actually am gutted that I've not been able to get down there uh, in ages. Um, in fact, the last time I was there was when we did the last beer o'clock show. Is it too traumatic? It's it's not that it's too too traumatic. It's that um, my job's changed slightly, and I'm not in London so much now. So I used to have the flexibility to be able to to, to get down there when I was in London and. Um, because of that, it's it, it's a shame, but yeah, absolutely, and obviously we're we're really appreciative of the fact that they do still support our listeners yeah. with a ten percent discount as well. And if you are in that bit of South London, pop in. Absolutely, you're gonna you're gonna get a warm welcome, yeah. and you're gonna be presented with a great selection of beers as 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 well. So yeah, I mean, again, for me, honourable mention, top turns and black. Uh, Probably for the work that we've done with them this year as well, in terms of the live shows. I think we've done done, done, three. done three live shows there this year so we did the New Zealand all black event we did the uh, the Go West looking at the Bristol beers and then we obviously did our the last uh, our last yeah. ever ever show there um, this this isn't going to come as a surprise to anyone that, that my independent retailer of the year is Little Leeds Beer House and, and that's not 
that's not because we're tied into the, the, the monthly podcasts with them. It's really not because I see that as being a separate thing to what we do here. Well, to be fair, you were a fan of the place before you started doing I, the I, I, I was. I, I was. I mean, it's 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 the space. It's the welcome. It's Rich and Briny. It's their knowledge. It's the beers that they've got. Probably the last thing I, I've mentioned four things yeah, before I've got, got to, to the beer. beers. Um, so, so for me, I don't, I don't think you can beat the, the little places that you, you happen across that, that oh, yeah. you don't expect. Yeah, to, and to, you wouldn't to expect there. it for the outside. Yeah. So, so, so for me, that's that's a very easy one. Um, what about the online retailer of the year? Do you order? Do you order much beer online? Um, I do, but I because I do use Licorice and Shenfield and other places. I tend to pick up as I go along, and I do do the quarterly subscription for Ibria. And I'm a regular beer bod subscriber as well, um, but I use Owls by Mail for work. Oh, okay. For, uh, for the for the beer club. For my work beer tastings, and they always come through for me. Always come back to me very promptly. Deliveries on time, which is essential when you're trying to do it in your spare time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they definitely get online retail here. Plus, the fact they've let us use their shop front for US export share extras as well. They have and. Like Cockburns and Black as well, they also give us a discount for our listeners to, yeah. to get some money off of their beers. As, so as yeah, well, I was going to definitely get a shout out for me. Which is a great thing. Um, it's an interesting one for me because I, I, I do order beer from a, a number of places, but and, and I don't know whether this is strictly online retailer of the beer, but recently I've got into the um, Beer Central in, in Sheffield. Uh, not so much an on t- online retailer, but Sean will post the pictures of the beers that's available in the shop and you can ask him to put them in a box for you. And when your box is full, he'll send it to you. So I kind of treat that a it's little bit like on, it's fairly online. online. Um, and for me, I've been doing that for three or four months now. And what, what it enables me is to get a box of beer a month that is exactly what I want to drink that yeah. month. And generally will contain between 70 and 80% of new releases. As, as well um, although that being said I've got a box waiting for me that I'm going to pick up when I'm up there at Christmas that's all dark beers that, that, that I've been building up for a few months so I'm quite looking forward to, to getting into to this dark beer box so yeah so for me Beer Central on, on, on that one um, like I say not strictly online retailer but um, your, if, your communication is Cyber communication. Yeah, if if you want to get involved in that, literally, you just have to ask Sean nicely if he'll put a box aside for you, and be prepared to pay for it once it's full. Yeah, and and postage is reasonable as well, which is always great. Um, so our, our final golden pints uh, award for for this year after three episodes uh, of golden pints uh, awards, we've dragged this out. We have longer than it's ever been dragged out before. Uh, You've probably listened at this point to about two and a half hours of us talking about what we think is the greatest thing in beer. Um, we're finishing with Beer Festival of the Year. What 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 is it for you? Craft Beer Rising. Okay, was this the one where you? This uh, is the one where I fell off the edge. Yes. Yes. But until that point, <laughs> um, it's the first time I've been to the Craft Beer Rising. They held it um, on Brick Lane, and it was a lovely big space. And it was nice and orderly, which uh, being an OCD kind of person was yeah, quite yeah. good. It basically just had rows of bars and then rows of bars, rows of bars with quite big aisles in between. They had a place for music, which wasn't in the main bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a bit for food. Again, not right in the main bit. So the main bit was drinking. That was where your brewers were. That's where your breweries were. That's where the beers were. And then you had bits offshoot. Um, and they, I think that's, I fell off the edge when I did the... Um, 
It's a barrel aged tasting. I think you were wobbling before you got in there, weren't you? Uh, I was. I was okay, but I, I dived straight into the um, the double. What was the double nickel? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was a double nickel. That's uh, I had a can. Didn't share it. Just had a can. That was a good idea. Eight percent. And then went upwards from there. But the actual space... It's always a slippery slope down at that point, mate, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But it was, um, it was a, it's a lovely space for it, and I'd recommend anyone who gets a chance in the area to go for that one. Um, but also, a very, very close runner-up was the Cantillon Quintessence. Anybody had to ride it solo. Yeah. Again, because of what I said earlier, the beers, the place, fairly easy to get to, really. Once you get yourself organised, you know where you're going. Ticketed event, you have a slot. I think I was 12 till 12.30. You know when you're going to get in, and then you're in for as, as much as you like. So that one definitely gets a, a, a very close runner-up. And then some old favourites. Indie Man gets mentioned. Birmingham Beer Bash, that was the first time I've been there. That was really nice. And a couple of camera beer festivals. Chapel, which is um, the local East Anglia Railway Museum. So mm-hmm. you get to sit on some old train carriages yeah. while you're drinking the beer. And also the Harridgetown Brewery Beer Festival in the old Readout Fort. Again, the last two both... Cast beer festivals, but it's about the venue. Yep. The venues are both stunning for that. You, you, your last one there gets an honourable mention for me as well. Um, you, you dragged me along to, to that. Did you drag me or did I invite well, myself? Well, you, uh, you sort of invited yourself, but it was a, uh, oh, it's going to be dirty flat cask. Yeah, um, but uh, it was one of these that was more about the environment that, that you were in yep. as much as it was the beer because it was in the old fault at Harwich, this circular fault and it was just stunning it was yeah. just we, we were enjoying sitting out in the sun until it started pissing down my rain yeah typical british summertime but once it cleared up remember the sunset yeah the sunset was was amazing um yeah and you know the beers weren't that bad no it, although it didn't take me too long to hit the keg no but it didn't. I, I, I must admit so so that very much gets a mention um I've, I've got to give a mention to to copenhagen beer celebration as well even though I remember very little about it, it felt as though it was good. <laughs> um, which is which is all it all I can say about it is it was like a feeling in a dream. Um, that's as much as I can say about that. Um, but but for me, my winner this year, and again, this, this may not come as a surprise to, to, to many people um, because I, I do feel as though maybe it's a place that I should just move to and, and have done with it. Uh, it's the Leeds International Beer Festival. Oh, you loved um, that, didn't you? For, for me, I went first time this year. Um, again, another incredible venue in, in Leeds Town Hall. Um, in the whole of the Town Hall as well. So even you could go down into the cellars. There, there were bars in the cellars. And you could go and sit in the old cells that they used to hold the prisoners in before they brought them up to the court. And you could sit in the cell and have a beer. And so that's that, that's like a bit like the Chapel Beer Festival. That you, you're seeing a lot more than just yeah, a bar. yeah some glasses and some beer yeah I think that's really good uh, and it was probably the combination of the the, the centre point in the main hall was um, a combination of breweries that I just didn't want to move from all evening so in, in the middle there was Magic Rock Weird Beard Cloudwater Colonel and Buxton and I literally just kept going around in a circle I can picture you like in Psycho <laughs> with your head just turning round <laughs> yeah, just, on, just on its axis round and round and round yeah um, yeah, so for, for me, that, that was, uh, and it's, it's been a long time coming to get to that for me, but I thoroughly enjoyed it when I, get, when, when I got there. Yeah, it did and, sound really good, and uh, that lineup is... And, and it's, one that I, it's one that I'm probably going to look to get to again next year, because it, it, was, it was so good as well. Excellent. So, so that ends uh, our quite We've extensive gold. Woo! Should we have a little... Uh, yeah, we'll have a little clink of the glass there for that. For that. Yeah, uh, we, got, we finally got through them all.
even introducing a couple of new categories along, <laughs> uh, uh, along the way. Um, right, we should probably wrap this thing up, mate, yeah. because we've been we've been going on for ages now, and the listeners have still got the interview at the end to listen to if they if they want to. So, um, what's caught your eye this week in terms of uh, blogs and things that you've been reading and, and, and getting involved with? Uh, well, good friend of the show, uh, Matt Chenery, uh, otherwise known as Half Pint Gentleman, has set himself a challenge of writing a blog a day during December. Fantastic challenge, and I've read. I was up to date by Thursday not up to date anymore because yeah. he carries on writing the damn things yeah, yeah. and posting them so he's been really good about it but he wrote um, a live blog at the Essex Bottle Chair which was a little bit of a mess yeah but <laughs> it probably reflected the evening quite accurately <laughs> to be fair yeah. um, I mean so, good luck to him to yeah. do, trying to do that while, while we were during doing, a bottle chair yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you'd only read one of those ones I'd read that one um, I, I, I was also used as a hand model for his Goose Island Blog. I don't remember. I don't remember being asked about that either. Did, did you sign a consent form? No, I don't remember that. Um, so that that one's definitely worth a shout out. Um, and I also took part in not strictly a blog, but the Irish beer snobs do a online Irish beer chat. So a bit of a uh, not dissimilar to what you guys used to do on the uh, beer clock show for the live locking. Oh yeah, yeah. So we did a couple of beers from Boundary, who are a cooperative brewery in Northern Ireland in Belfast. So we had the head brewer from there, we had a guy from Honest Brew, uh, one of the guys from Craft Beers of Ireland who supply us for the Irish Beer Report, and obviously Wayne and Janice. Um, first time I've done that kind of online face-to-face. Uh, interesting. Managed yeah. to lose the mic and the video a couple of times, but it was good fun. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it. I was, I was sat yeah. back watching it, throwing so, in the odd question. So yeah, that, that was good. And um, it's, it's, it's up on YouTube now. We'll put, yeah. put that link in the show notes. Yeah, both both those will be linked through in, yeah. the, in the show notes as always. Uh, good luck keeping up with Matt's yeah, daily, good luck with that, that one. That daily blog Wait till the first well, of Jan and have a binge. Yeah, yeah, like a box set. Don't, like don't a box just, set. Don't, don't just what, don't just read what he's doing during December as well, because Matt does write some incredible blogs yeah. as well, and they, they're quite varied what he what he writes as uh, uh, as well. So, um, what about it's it's the last one. It's the last prize. This prize. The last prize. Well. The last opinions prizes. Yes, prizes. obviously there'll be the twelve beers of Christmas daily prizes, prizes which you'll prizes, be doing, which which I'll be doing and won't be confined to Instagram either. So I'm going to be looking across all of the social medias to to, to find pictures. Okay, well for the last opinions prizes prize, there's uh, two strong contenders, but um, an honourable mention goes to Wayne from the Irish Beer Snobs. With a decidedly odd look on his face when they were out on their Saturday night Christmas get together in Dublin, it's a very strange grin. I can only assume someone's doing something to him beside him. I, don't, I think it, it's almost a little bit creepy. Yeah, Wayne, I don't know what you're doing. There, yeah, but Janice put it on there, so it's not our fault. Um, but <laughs> always nice to be shamed by your uh, better half. <laughs> better half. But yeah, the two strong contenders are pictured by Luke at South by Northwest of a. A, a small pour of beer at Weird Beard, black and white, with the barrels behind it. Mm-hmm. Looks very, very good. Very nice picture. That one caught my eye as well. But probably just edging it is um, our friends from Beer Nomicon, who, um, well, annoyingly got hold of six yellow bellies, first of all. And good then, effort. <laughs> and then put and put them in a nice little semicircle and a candle in front of them. It's like some sort of a druid worship yes, is yeah, going on. It's just a stunning piece of imagery. Yeah, really but is. so yes, Beer Nomicon, you are the winners of the last Opinions Prizes Prize of the Year. And that's linked through in the in, yeah. in the show notes as well, so you can have a look at that. Um as as Martin mentioned there, we uh, are gonna be running the twelve beers of Christmas again. 
um, starting on the 20th of December. Uh, it's quite simple to get involved. Use the hashtag 12 beers of Xmas. Very important that it's Xmas um, because that's what I'll be looking for. You choose 12 beers, you drink one a day, you share your thoughts on however you want to share your thoughts. Have, you, cho- have you chosen your 12? I've got my 12. Yeah. I, well, I, t- I took a picture of my 12 and then realised there was 13 in, in the image. <laughs> Um, it's clearly maths not a strong point for, for me so I'm still undecided have you got your order? Uh, I think I have got my order as, as, as well challenge for me this year is that uh, I'm away for four de- days over Christmas and I don't really want to take beers away and bore my friends that I'm staying with by, by disappearing off for half an hour to drink my beer and take pictures of it and a bit like a teenager my... I'm just going off to my room yeah um, so I, I may end up uh, doubling up on some nights but then spreading out the posting of them okay fair so, enough. so it, uh, there, there, uh, there will be 12 uh, um, I've decided to go random this year you are you are just going for I'm going to go if I'm at whatever mine, what's picture, in the cellar yeah. Michelle's what's in the cellar or yeah. if I'm out it'll be the best beer that I'm having when I'm out I, I've gone for my initial thought was uh, I, I've got a slight theme to this year I've got stuff that's been aged in red wine barrels so I think three quarters of the beers that I've got have been aged in red wine barrels the, the, the rest of them are some randoms that I've thrown in that are things that maybe represent stuff that I've explored this year okay. as, as well so we'll be starting that on, on the 20th of December as I say there, there, there's, a, there's a link in tonight's show notes through to the page on, on our website where it tells you how you can get involved um, and I will be looking for a daily prizes prize as as well. Um, get those get those boxes stored up. Get the get the festive empty boxes stored up uh, up to send across. Um, and that's um that's kind of our last opinions for for this year. That's it. Now, it started back in August. Yeah, that episode we're August, wasn't it? fourteen episodes in, mate. Blimey. Uh, how are you? How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it, mate. I have I have actually really enjoyed it and. What I've enjoyed is also every now and again when I meet a few people who listen. So like when we were up in Newcastle, and people give you take the time to give you a bit of feedback personally. Feedback's great. Yeah, but personal good, good feedback. People yeah, just give yeah, you feedback absolutely. personally. Um, you know, even feedback today from Lou, which says we have to get drunk every time we record. You know, if we can work it, we will. Yeah, we're here for you. Absolutely. Fifteen hours of drinking <laughs> the day before we're going to record. We'll record on a Tuesday yeah. morning before yeah. we get the train. And and you guys, you guys can continue to give us your feedback as well. Um, Get, get on Twitter, use the hashtag opinions. Let us know what your golden pints are. Let us know what you think of tonight's show. And if you do really love the show, um, what really helps is if you go on over to iTunes and you give us a rating and you give us a review as well. Uh, that helps us get a little bit more recognised by other people as well. Um, we'll be back in the new year. Yep. Um, I think our first show back is going to be a bit of navel gazing in terms of what what are our beery predictions yeah. of 2017 yeah so, so we've done the beery review we're, yeah we've looked beery back. Preview. let's let's look forward so again if any of our listeners have got any thoughts in terms of where they think beer is going in in 2017 there will obviously be a poll in in the new year we know where we hope steve's not going well i'm gonna there's there's gonna be a rant about beer that looks like fruit juice at, at some point it's it's gonna happen um it was I've, I've done my best to hold back <laughs> tonight but by all means let us know where you think beer is going um, we've finished our vintage we have now it was uh, a very easy drink we've thoroughly enjoyed that yeah, I but I still reckon there's more flavour to come I think there's more flavour to come I think that's just going to get sweeter yeah. uh, over the years and it's it's going to become like a really 
Mm. I think you start to get more yeah, of the booms coming sticky through. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that in a few years' time. But still, um, I suppose it just at this point, just uh, to wish everybody uh, a very happy yeah. Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. And uh, all the best for 2017. Yeah, here we go. Cheers. So we're with Dave at, at Wylam in the uh, far reaches of Newcastle, the capital craft, as, as it's called. Um, you were just explaining in the, uh, the tour that you gave us and the, the, the tasting of the brewery here, um, the, the term capital craft, where did it come from and uh, what, what I, does that I, mean to you guys? Well, the, the term capital craft I uh, firmly blame on uh, Gary the Ale Trail. Um, <laughs> he, he invented the moniker and... Um, Whilst it's a big ambition, uh, I think that uh, for a city of our size, uh, we represent beer really well. We're very collaborative. Um, we support each other and uh, we keep our beer well across the city. And uh, obviously Newcastle is a very welcoming city. So for people, uh, for beer tourists, if you like, it's a great place to come. Mm-hmm. You said earlier during the tour that Newcastle has a population of 250,000 people. That's all, I was yeah. astonished at that. Cause I mean, I had been to Newcastle before, and although it's quite compact and easy to get around, it's quite dense as well, isn't it, in places? It doesn't seem that big a population. No, it, it isn't, but also, I suppose, with us being so far to the north, we get the whole of Northumberland and anything from kind of the borders uh, down to Leeds coming into the city. We also have a, a student populace of uh, 90,000, although they mainly drink uh, like vodka wickets. Uh, <laughs> so they don't contribute too much. You're not really appealing to that, that crowd, <laughs> are you? No. Um, you took us around the brewery earlier, which was, we're really grateful for, so, so, so thank you for giving up your time to do that. And it's a great space that, that, that you've got here, and you were talking about how the, the, the actual brew kit was designed to fit the space that you've got there, and we got to see that firsthand. Um, but obviously, the I suppose the focus is on that event space in the middle, which is just 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 so open and in, inspiring. What, what what are your plans for, for for there? Well, we do all kinds of things within that space. Uh, we've had uh, some great gigs in our first season. We've had Michael Kiwanuka, uh, you know, number one selling artist for me, the album of the year. We've had the Mystery Jets. We've had a Half Man Half Biscuit. You know, uh, we've got Wilco Johnson coming. We've had some great DJs on as well. Uh, we also do a, a Northeast Brewers Market where we, um, obviously we've invested a lot of money in this place, but we've opened it up to all the other breweries uh, in the region uh, to come and uh, trade from here mm-hmm. um, to try and move that capital craft movement forward. And we also host Craft Beer Calling here. Uh, people really enjoyed it this year. We moved space. Uh, from uh, the place we used to do it and we, we set a lot of the bars out in the brewery and stuff we do food pop-ups um, got a big New Year's Eve event I think it's really important to have the ability to interact with fans of your beer first hand so all of our staff um, get to understand the whole brew process and um, they know what beers come in and when it was uh, packaged and all of that and I think that level of service can only help to push beer forward you know we have to, you know it's been incredible five years for beer but unless we open more hearts minds and palates then what happens next uh, mm-hmm. there's a you know for every new brewery 
that uh, happens, uh, which happen regularly, uh, there has to be another 5,000 drinkers. So part of our mission is uh, to attract those people. Some of the people who come here aren't really beer forward to start with. So that's why we have also sell spirits and wines. And, you know, we don't want to be up our bottoms uh, about it. But when we have uh, somebody come to the bar and say, I'm not really a fan of beer, then we take them on the start of their journey. Mm-hmm. And hopefully then we can convert them. Uh, and I think that's hugely, a huge challenge for, uh, you know, craft beer uh, over the next couple of years is going to be to continue with that growth uh, of people who support it. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, what I, my my personal view is that the, you've created more than a brewery here. What you've created is a, a I suppose, a, a destination, a place that people want to come to to experience the venue and to experience what it feels like. And while you're here to have some of the beers, have some of the drinks, and just experience what it's like to be inside. You, you were telling us earlier about the essentially the story of Wylam and, uh, and where it came from. Um, how do you fit into that, that, that story? At, at what point did you get involved in the wine and So journey? it was five years ago, so, um, so my background was in music uh, and then nightclubs. And uh, when they invented this thing called the internet, uh, I realised that the music business was broken. Uh, you're not going to walk into Tesco's and nick a can of tuna and feel okay about it, but uh, you will steal a song off the internet without a problem and uh, so that meant that all intellectual property rights were not worth anything anymore so you know I have a family of four I need to feed them so I had to think about how uh, I changed what I did Mm -hmm. Uh, I I will only ever do what I'm passionate about and so uh, my first love was music my second love was beer and so uh, we, we gave up the music business, we gave up um, the nightclubs and we went into pubs and we became Wylam's biggest customer quite quickly uh, and we really got on with the guys and, uh, and obviously we all have different skill sets so um, we said to them, shall we work together, you know, and uh, so we did and, uh, and this has been the result of it. So natural evolution of you getting involved and then eventually because you're very much the face of Wyland now aren't you unfortunately for people (laughs) (laughs) Um, Matt Matt is far better looking than this (laughs) so so what's um, what's next for you guys at at Wyland again you were telling us uh, during the tasting that you're really into you're really excited about doing collabs at the moment with other breweries um, and that in the sort of year or so that you've been here now your beers coming on leaps and bounds. Where, where do you see Wyland beers going next? To be honest, you know, we have no uh, grand plan. Uh, we don't want to be called Elvis. Uh, we don't want to get a, a, an OBE. Uh, we just want to make great beers. Um, uh, I also said earlier that if I could sell it all in the northeast, I would. Um, there just isn't the populace to do mm-hmm. that. You know, I really respect the American vision of think global, sell local. Um, so our beers will go well vetted where they go, uh, but we have uh, only one ambition, and it's to make better beer every time. Uh, and we are already, uh, since May, at capacity. Uh, but we don't see a second site. We don't see upscaling industrially. It's not really what we want to do. Uh, what we'd like to do is 
for people to come here, enjoy our beer, super fresh, enjoy the experience and enjoy the city. Uh, it's a beautiful city, uh, recently voted uh, the best place to live uh, in The Guardian. Um, I'm not surprised, uh, you know, incredibly friendly, accessible. Um, you know, I chose to bring my kids up here. Um, we lived in Brighton at the time when my kids were born. Well, yeah, you did move. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you, you couldn't have gone much further from... Not really. And still stay within England. You, not, yeah, not, yeah. not without wearing a checky skirt. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but my wife's from here. Um, and we moved here when my father-in-law, who was a great man, uh, was very ill. And I didn't expect to spend uh, the rest of my life here, but I was welcomed, um, and uh, people here are genuinely sound. Uh, we have a, a... Actually, I shouldn't be telling you this, because we might get some of you southerners down here. <laughs> no, it's always sunny. <laughs> no, uh, so it's a brilliant place to be. And so uh, for, for Wylam, um, our future is about quality beer not quantity beer. Uh, we'll continue to experiment, we'll continue to tinker, and, um, you know, it's, it's excellent that having been going for 16 years, people are just finding out about us. Because, you know, uh, Wyland beers have always been good. A lot of them were heritage, but then that was what you could sell at the time, mm -hmm. you know. And we have uh, over 30 permanent taps of Jakehead in the city. Uh, two years ago, to get a 6.3% IPA permanently on demand would have been impossible so it's all part of that great journey in beer that we're all having you know uh, sometimes it's confused sometimes it's rushed uh, but because we've done it for so long that's kind of not what we want to do we just just make beer uh, just be welcoming and just uh, invite everyone here to exhibition park mm -hmm. and, and and i would say um just to finish that if, if you come into Newcastle, probably make this your first destination um, because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit away from, from where you arrive, but it's well worth the trip as well because just walking through the park... Oh, very well worth it. It, it. You don't have to be a lover of beer to come in. No, uh, I suppose um, it, it's a, that's the whole idea. And, you know, you'll see on the menu today we have... Uh, so we have our beers and, and some of our friends' beers on tap and uh, 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 on the hand pulls. We have a great uh, range of uh, cans and bottles. And then we have a third page, which is what we call for non-believers. You know, uh, for <laughs> like people... That, yeah, yeah. non-believers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For people who, uh, who drink wine and spirits, etc. So, yeah, they can still come here. Uh, we, we have a great chef. Um, we do really good kind of small plates, which is like uh, British tapas. Um, all locally sourced. We have our own guy who's uh, like a full-time forager. And... Uh, you know, uh, most of our meat is uh, shot uh, within uh, our game anyway, uh, you know, within a 10-mile radius. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. You don't have to be a beer wanker to come here, but it helps. It, it does. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so, listen, just to finish, Dave, I want to say thank you for yep. hosting the start of this year's Crimbo Crawl. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure coming here. And thank you for the time that you gave up um, showing us around the... The, the brewery and, and giving us a few beers to taste as well. So, absolute pleasure, cheers. guys. Cheers. cheers. cheers.